Pubcast. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market they will have a parent or a spouse even that is not able to communicate in traditional ways that they come to depend on. And they, we need to be able to connect to the soul so we know how, how, what are we here to do together and how can we show up for each other. Welcome to the Liberated Healer podcast, where we touch on a variety of topics in the world of spirituality, energetic healing, and everything in between and beyond. Take an adventure on a shooting star with your host, Gina, offering wisdom, guidance, and everlasting love and support. Hi, everybody. This is Gina Cavalier, and this is Liberated Healer Podcast. And we're really excited about today's guest, Stephanie Banks. She's an author, an intuitive channel medium, spiritual guide, coach, mentor, and a speech-language pathologist, which is where what she used to do before she did this, and a doula. She helps people find clarity in their lives through providing insight through her channeling and her coaching gifts. And we're really excited. Welcome, Stephanie Banks. Hi. Hey, Gina. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. So obviously, this is such a big topic. And I'm really obviously love it and excited that we're people are leaning into this a lot more and coming out. And your services are, you know, becoming much needed and to help clarify things going on in our lives and so could the one thing is would you just lay a foundation between mediumships and channeling and how that works and who you connect with and um if it is if there there are people you're connecting with or just explain that a little bit yeah i'm happy to do that so mediumship refers to communicating with souls that are on the other side so that would be your ancestors and loved ones who are no longer in their physicality but still very much present to support you on your journey in invisible ways um and channeling for me now channeling is a term that means you know different people define in different ways but for me channeling is connecting to divine energy and wisdom and um, that spans everything, right? We are divine energy. And so when I channel, I'm not really going outside of myself. I'm going to a deep place within myself and receiving guidance, insight, messages, language, words that, um, that support or provide, you know, um, specific information or guidance for the person I'm channeling for. And when I channel, you, I, I channel from the perspective of any soul that's here on the planet which is very different than mediumship. 
as well as your spirit guides. Uh, your guides are your non-physical energetic support network. We have guides for everything in our lives from the most mundane of finding the best parking spot at the mall to the most magical and profound. And we can also channel, I channel animals. I channel trees, mother earth. It's really just connecting to that love, that high vibrational loving frequency and bringing in an insight that will support us right now in this very intense journey that we're on. So, you know, you probably get your, you have to have a process to get yourself in a state to be able to receive. And is that quick or fast or? Well, the process for me is sort of all day long because it's a, a maintenance thing. You know, it's not it's not that I can live a fr frantic, frenetic life and then just stop, halt, drop in channel and go back to frantic, frenetic life. Um, so I have to, on a regular basis, on a daily basis, find ways and moments and practices and techniques that settle my energy, settle my thought energy, settle my physical energy, let energy move out of me through exercise, yoga, things of that nature. It's an ongoing thing. So I'm always in the preparation to channel. Um, and that serves me in so many different areas of my life, of course, as well. And then when I actually show up to channel, I have a ritual that I do, a certain things that I say, a, a mantra that I use, certain energies that I call in. Um, for example, my best friend who is on the other side is the one who taught me how to channel. And so I invite her to join me at all of my sessions and she helps me tremendously from the other side. Um, and my own guides, I have I have channeling guides, um, beings and, and loving energies that surround me that bring in clarity and love and joy so that I can be of service in this arena of work. But yeah, the the preparation part of it, that's 90% of it. And the rest is showing up to receive. Absolutely. Anytime you do a healing or anything, you know, I do healings. and Yeah. You know, people are like, I want me to book an hour. And you're like, it's going to take me, you know, I have at least half an hour to get ready to go into that. So that's why I think understanding what is really involved in the whole thing and um, I'm sorry your friend has passed away, but I'm so glad that you guys have this amazing connection and what a, a beautiful treat to um, have that have this, you know, journey with her. Can you add to that a little bit? Yeah. Oh, I would love to. I could talk about her for days and days and days. Yes. Her name's Jennifer. And I met her when our kids were in preschool class together. And we happened to be pregnant. I was a, my third pregnancy. She was with her second. And so we really journeyed with each other through that joyful, chaotic space of motherhood um, of young children. And when I found out that this work that she did, this channeling work was a thing, I, it completely blew my mind. I did not grow up with this. I did not know it existed. I've never seen anyone connect to energy in this way and, and speak messages in this way. And I just wanted more and more of it. So she was my first mentor and really supported me and encouraged me. And it's her belief in me that that has brought me to this exact place where I am with my work, my life, my business, uh, my channeling. It's phenomenal. I'm just incredibly grateful. And yeah, she's She's free now. She is everywhere all the time supporting all, all of us here. And it's, it's like 
a palpable presence that I'm keenly aware of. And um, I read that you really got interested in this side of things because your mom had Alzheimer's. So um, can you explain a little bit about that whole process? And Yeah. Yeah. My mom actually had something called frontotemporal dementia, which is a type of dementia that um, commonly affects younger people. She started with her symptoms when she was in her 50s. So it was um, very destabilizing, as you can imagine, for her, for our family, for the loved ones that we had. And even though I was a speech pathologist at the time, and I was clinically trained to work with people who have memory disorders and cognitive disorders, when it's one's mother, it's a totally different game. There's emotional, you know, attachments. And, and I was finding that my communication with her was getting so frustrating. And I, even using my clinical skills, it, it's just the nature of dementia is it's progressive. She kept losing and losing and losing more, more abilities. So I asked my friend, Jen, um, can you channel my mom for me? I have no idea what she needs from me. It changes day to day. I always seem to be getting it wrong. Um, we end up frustrated with each other. What does her soul need from me? And we sat outside in her backyard night after night. She channeled for me multiple times from my mom, <clears throat> my mom's soul while my mom was still alive. And she would speak the messages through that. And, and my mom's energy would tell me this is, this is what this is about. It's more than what you see on the outside. There's an, a journey that I'm going through and here's how you can show up to support me. And here's how we're getting in each other's way. And here's what I need from you and what I don't need from you. And it offered me so much clarity. And it was such a tremendous gift that I just wanted more and more of it. It changed my relationship to my mother entirely. It let us have the remainder of her life in such a deeply connected way that I now I teach I teach others how to channel because I know what's possible. Unbelievable. That's just beautiful. Um, love that story. And then you wrote a book a little bit uh, on that one as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I wrote a book to help others who have loved ones who are with dementia or Alzheimer's or some cognitive decline. You know, it's actually one thing I didn't think of until fully until I saw your page that this could really help with that whole huge amount of people that are struggling through that kind of stuff with their parents, right? Absolutely. And a lot of my clients do come to me for that. They will have a parent or a spouse even that is not able to communicate in traditional ways that they come to depend on. And they, we need to be able to connect to the soul. So we know how, how, what are we here to do together and how can we show up for each other? And that's something that's really hard for someone to verbalize, but it's not hard for the soul to communicate. And what, even though say you could do it, you can't do it for yourself. And so like I can do it. It's really hard for me to um, do healings on myself, you know, even though I have my own process. So it's, you know, even though you, even if you're trained at channeling, it's, you can't, you, you need that. So there's a lot of other people too that need to cross because healers and channelers also need to help each other. And uh, I just like to express that when you do get this information, like you're expressed that you're, you're experience, you're talking about that you experience, it is life changing. You know, it carries through your whole body and you recognize like all these things you're holding on to, you know, there's so much more outside of yourself 
And it's so freeing and liberating. That's why the whole title of the podcast is The Liberated Healer. But it feels that way, right? You just Absolutely. Like, I have this whole like special magic I want to share with the world. And obviously you did that. Yeah. And you're so right about it being sometimes inadvisable to channel for ourselves or do healing on ourselves. And that's because, um, well, at least for the channeling I can speak to, um, I have attachments when it comes to my own life. It's so, yeah, if I'm channeling something that I really want to happen or not happen, chances are very good. I'm going to influence that in some way, but not for my clients. You know, I, I am the neutral receiver for them, just bringing the energy through. And uh, that's, it's an important distinction to make. That doesn't mean that I'm not channeling all the time with my guides for, for myself, just not asking questions that have a charge that I'm really attached to that I can ask for someone else to channel for me. Yeah. Now you have a YouTube channel, soulsite.com, where you have a lot of like little short videos of channeling that I've been watching and they're really great. Um, so you also have a, you know, what I thought was so fun about like a party, you know, where you could like schedule party oh, with yeah. friends and it's, I mean, what a great little gift for a bunch of girlfriends or friends, you know, whatever to let's have a, let's have a channeling party and, you know, inviting Stephanie Banks on like fantastic, you know, it lightens the load. We need more fun activities that are community-based, that are easy breezy, that just bring in hope and, and you know, and, you know, not surrounded by lower level energies. All, then we need these yeah. up energies. So I really thought that was such a fun thing. Yeah. And those are, they're a blast. Soul parties are, it's kind of, I call it party with a purpose. You know, oftentimes I, I can't stand going to these types of gatherings where everything's very superficial and you have to just, you know, use small talk. I'm not good at that and I'm not really comfortable around them. But in a soul party, we are going deep. We're diving in. What soul do you want to hear from? What's on your heart? How can we uplift? How can we um, hold sacred space around each other. Now that's my jam. Now we're talking. So, and we need more of that now, obviously. So they're great. Right. It's a great alternative, you know, even a nice little birthday present that, yeah. you know, it'll change, you know, it could, you know, you, you have to go look for a little trinket that they're just going to put somewhere and maybe we'll look at it once in a while, or we can actually come together with ways that are really going to uplift the whole group. And, you know, that's why I love that idea. Um, also, I wanted to how. OK, so now you're also teaching people how to. Yeah. So can you talk about that process in your program and how that works? Because I know a lot of people are interested in learning. Yeah. Well, and the good news is, at least according to me, that we can all learn to channel. We're actually already channels. Um, we're just receiving divine energy. That's what a channel is, you know, a, a portal or receiving uh, for receiving that energy. So the, the work that I teach, the, the strategies that I teach are ones that I personally use and ones that I have learned from my own mentors who have been some world-renowned psychic mediums and um, intuitive channels. And so I know them to work and I won't practice or offer anything that I haven't tested and shown to be beneficial in my own practice. A lot of the work that we do is to clear ourselves. So there's mantras, there are meditations, there's movement, there's connection in nature, 
there's learning ways to focus the mind and to um, unfocus the mind, just let things be more open and a little more blurry. There's writing practices and activities. Um, chanting sometimes is very helpful for some people or singing. Reading certain passages that have been transformative for me and really informed my work. Lots and lots of ways that we can release what doesn't serve us and elevate and call forward what does serve us. And that that changes our, if you, you know, point of attraction for to use a very well-known term so that we can receive the highest vibrational loving energy, because that's actually the only channel I'm tuning into. And that's the only thing I'm wanting to teach, you know, that the density, the shadow, darker energy, that's um, that's here for sure. I'm not questioning that. But when I, when we channel, we want to bring in the the love and the light. That's what we're here for, to bring, to elevate humanity and bring more healing to the world. And how has this affected, you know, since you've been on this journey with your family? And I mean, that whole process, have you noticed a difference and things like that? Yeah. Well, um, it's it's great fun, actually. My My dad, who's a pretty left brain, let's say, kind of guy. Um, he digs it. He thinks it's really cool, you know, what I do. He totally supports it. He listens to my radio shows and my podcasts. And there are times when I will share with him some stuff that I get for him that might help him in his work or journey. My sister is super supportive of it. My kids love it. Um, they, you know, my my some of the older teens, well, my oldest is not his jam right now, but when he was younger, he it was, and he thought it was really, really cool. And um, and my other two kids are super supportive of it, and will you know ask me for ideas or ways that they might uh, understand things in a different perspective in a different way. And then in terms of other family, I there wasn't space for this in my marriage, so I'm not in that anymore. Um, and that's hard and challenging, but it's also it's just so important because I'm I'm actually beholden to my own soul's journey and responsible to um to express that. And so if there isn't space in any relationship for all of us, in this case all of me, then we have this I have the choice to release that. Oh I just have to take a pause right there. Yeah, it's because that's, you know, part of um the awakening process into your own consciousness is, um, you know, you having to do some clearing and, and energetic work too. So, did you have that experience a little bit, kind of as, as, as <laughs> you feel a little bit? I mean, that's sort of why I like doing it together with people mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I was in a, a school, a clairvoyant school, mm-hmm. and um, you know, somebody would said you know, with a new student would come in and um, uh, they'd be like, all my friendships are like moving away and it's getting crazy and I don't understand. And we would just all kind of, we're not laughing at you. You know, we're just kind of like giggle inside because it's like just that, that you, you know, when you just, your vibrating is such a different level and then people don't recognize you anymore. Yeah. And yeah. do you have anything to comment on that? Because that, that people are fearful of that, you know, and if I'm going to leave, you know, they already like don't want to start because they're afraid down the road. So do you have any comments on that? Yes, that that's definitely one of the opportunities for growth. 
in this in this arena of work. Um, I remember being at a workshop and one of the, and the teacher saying it was an intuition workshop. And she said, a lot of your relation, don't be surprised if a lot of your relationships just done there. You just can't, you can't sustain them anymore. Um, and I remember having this sinking feeling in my heart, like a knowing that what that meant for me personally, this was years ago. And I wasn't ready then to even contemplate. So I held on really tight. I grasped onto, nope, that won't be me. Everything is going to be fine. I'm going to find a way to make this work and make it fit and make everybody comfortable in the process. And um, no, that, that, that's not exactly how it worked out. My friendships have endured um, almost all. And the, the ones that are destined to endure have. And they have um, they have space for me, you know, and they they love what I do and support it. And um, and then there have been people along the way that have been very uncomfortable with it, like you said, they fear something. Um, so, some have a yeah, religious belief that prevents them from feeling comfortable around this type of spirituality or spiritual communication. So um, that we can navigate that, you know, we don't have to give up our friendships, but it's also important to let those that need to spin off go because that's okay. And I always, I sounded like, like I was, you know, I had this abandonment issue with, I didn't want to lose anybody, you know? And so everybody that kind of spun off, that would take me down a dark road for a little while, you know? And that's been one of my lessons and my processes. Um, I had one of my best friend girlfriends just all of a sudden she didn't want to be friends anymore. And um, I got from what I got from her letters, who wrote me a letter, was that you changed so much that I don't want to change. And so it makes me feel uncomfortable that I'm not changing. And so that really helped me because I was able to still love her. No, because love it, if you, love to me is like, the emotion of like really loving that person of all their things, whether they're in your life at that time or not anymore, you know? So I could still have love for her, even though she's not in my life anymore. Um, but I like to, sometimes I just want to touch base on that because yes, um, processes through channeling or going into these new fields and learning these skills that come up. Absolutely. I have a similar story of a friendship that was stretched very very thin um because of the work like there was a lot of distance that would come into play because the friend wasn't comfortable with my work she was afraid for me it was coming from a place of love it just came from her religious perspective and i didn't share that perspective and we were a success story i feel like because um we we've had hard conversations and we've traveled through those spans of time where we there was distance and it felt really uncomfortable um the friendship has changed a bit but we love each other equal you know all the same and uh and i don't i don't share my work with her which sometimes does feel a little sad to me i i wish that it was something that was different for her to feel so i could share that because it brings me so much joy and upliftment that I want, I want to share that with those I care about. But we have plenty of other things to talk about. And I don't feel like I can't be myself with her. I just, I know now based on our 
conversations where her comfort is, what her beliefs are. I appreciate her concern for me. I've reassured her I'm not in the devil's, you know, hand. <laughs> it's not not to mock, but you know, I'm not at risk um as of being overtaken with darkness. Um, so she's, yeah. So there's that. And then, yeah, I totally get that. It is, it, it, it definitely can, can strike that abandonment cord, uh, for myself as well, because it takes tremendous courage to show up to a line of work that is not mainstream. And I can say this from having been in mainstream and now not. I just kept thinking, hallelujah in my head. <laughs> I get a little bit. Yes. It, life takes courage. You know, the words that I've been, you know, bringing up constantly for is you are brave. You know, it's just this yes. being brave and being courageous. And like all of us just need to, you know, go into that. Um, you In one of your videos, you mentioned something about the outer world is getting louder and louder. And um, how can we... Uh, turn that down or adjust that and maybe that's going into another little area but if you have like I'd love to hear your thoughts on some of that stuff yeah well it is the outer world is um despairing right now we humans have created quite a mess and the beauty of that is that we have all the information all the skills all the resources and all the tools to clean up our mess the big question is whether or not we will engage that and whether or not we will do that as a collective. So <clears throat> knowing that and knowing that um, being a highly sensitive being as I and you are and so many others, we have a responsibility, I believe, to ourselves to cultivate excellent energetic hygiene. And that energetic hygiene does not come from watching newsreels uh, constantly. Uh, it doesn't come from steeping in the despairing uh, situations. It doesn't come from overwhelming ourselves with the loss and destruction. Um, it comes from being informed, but using information as um a, a point of reference and then centering our vision on that which is repairing, that which is restoring, that which is replenishing for the planet, for all the life upon the planet, for humans interacting with each other and with all species. We have a job to do. We're here, all of us, for this time. How will we choose to use it? That's the big question. And those Choices come in every moment of every day. Sometimes I get lost scrolling social media. Ah, oh, does that feel awful to me? Just every single time it feels like crap. Um, so choosing it less. Yeah, it's like eating a, a, a really bad meal or something. And, you know, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have had that, you know, X, Y, Z. You feel you have that after that. That's yeah. like, for me, it, I, I go, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> exactly. So we all know by this, by the time we're adults, um, we know what things are nourishing to us, what things feel good to us. And it's probably a good idea to create a list of that to anchor into. And honestly, a list of at least 30 things that you can do in a day or plan for um, that support you, that lighten your heart. 
And from the lighter heart, you can create so much healing for yourself and others. You can actualize your soul's purpose. You can enrich your soul's journey and bless others' journeys as well. So we, that's the, you know, the energy hygiene is everything. And I, I've made the mistake before of channeling from a place where I hadn't replenished myself, where I was depleted, where I was exhausted, frustrated. Um, and it's very clear that the ramifications of that, you know, the messages aren't as clear. They, uh, it feels a little sludgy to me. I feel it's much more effortful to bring them forward. So I know what it takes to keep myself in high vibration and I'm responsible to do it. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. I, I love that word energy hygiene. I haven't heard that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want stinky energy. No, but it it is really important. And I think that that's just a really cool thing. Even like anybody can understand, even if you're not in this work. I mean, it's just, you know, a, a kid can understand. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, you know, once we get an adult, we make our own decisions. But there's a lot of kids that um, are still needing some guidance. And, you know, these conversations are really important because as adults, we recognize that it makes us happy. Uh, a child or teenagers and they might not understand how to separate that or things like that so that all that's why all these kind of talks are really important and the adults really need to help kind of navigate that you know and recognize what what's happening because uh it it is just such a low vibration um just scrolling scenario right now and the majority of just like all things on media for the last 20 years is where the drama is or where the anxiousness mm-hmm. is or where that's who's going to get the eyeballs. So they're not putting out a lot of, uh, you know, there's like maybe 1% of the high vibration on television that you have to seek out. And then there's mm-hmm. of the horror and all that other stuff. So yeah. bring that into your space, especially if you're also vulnerable, feeling sad, is just probably not a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I have a list of things that I love to do when I'm feeling low. You know, and I love that idea that you mentioned that. And one of them is this beach behind me. Uh, when I'm walking with people, like I'll just start running into the ocean and they want to go on a nice walk. And and then there's the, what are you doing? And I just start playing like I'm a little kid. And then, you know, just running around and building little sand castles and stuff like that. And uh, it's it's funny because they just look at you like, what? You know, and but... They also want to do that, but they have to process. Like, you know, we we, we don't act as children enough. That we don't have this, you know what I mean? And so yeah. getting to that um, place where you can just sort of be silly and yeah. not so serious all the time. Yeah. That's, that's so important. That's everything, actually, because we we take ourselves so seriously all the time. And it really squeezes out space that spirit could be taking up. You know, and and spirit wants us to feel light and joyful and playful, um, be in our natural state, you know, and, and children in their natural state are playful, uninhibited. So what you were saying before about the importance of of showing, you know, teenagers and kids how how to care for their energy and, and how to support themselves through things that bring them joy. We have to model that. We can talk all day and night long and the message is not going to land if we are, if we're the ones glued to our phones too, and we're the ones who are sucked in to the, 
narrative of the outer world. But, you know, if your children, if the, those that you touch or teach or love in your life are, they see you taking care of yourself, they see you playing in the ocean, they see you racing down there with wild abandon, they see you meditating, they see you um, singing, doing art, you know, there's so many ways of channeling, so many ways to connect. That makes an impact on them. They, they plant that somewhere and they can access that later. Have you uh, have you heard or used soul presidency at all? Which is so. Tell me about that. That's just calling your your own soul to come out. You know, just saying your name three times or whatever as many until you can feel kind of your soul on the outside of you, and then asking your soul to hug you. Mm-hmm. And like I've been doing that lately through some of my hardships, and it's more of a my goal right now that I'm working on is getting really tight with my soul because what happens is I feel like when a lot of the, the real world comes down on you, your soul just kind of starts to separate itself a little bit, like energetic. I want to go over there. It's much more fun over there than in here right now. But what we actually need is to have a better relationship with our soul. Yes. Yeah. So I I don't do it in the way you just described, but I do my own form of it. Yeah. And and my soul, we're tight. She and I, she guides me. She guides me into experiences that my left logical brain is like, I don't want to do this. And my soul's like, yep, we're doing it. Like I signed up for a public speaking course and there's every reason why this does not feel comfortable. (laughs) I might not want to, but I know it's part of my journey and I know it's going to expand me and those that I serve. So here we are, you know, writing a book, for example, putting something out in a way that is much more highly visible. Um, Risky. It's risky. And that's the soul that's called. That's my soul that's calling me to do that. And uh, I'm going to follow it because what I believe is that if I don't, I'm just going to come back here again and have to do this all over. And I still might come back here again and do this all over. But some of these things that my soul has outlined as specific desires or experiences for me to have, I'm going to engage in them. That's why I'm here in this dimension. I really love your little videos. I hope you keep doing them, um, you know, connecting with, you know, uh, Gaia or whatever you're doing. They're, they're very um, fluid and meaningful and joyful and light and um just i think that it's really a great thing uh, also if someone wants to um what are your sessions like is is it like an hour do you ask for notes up front kind of could you explain that oh no, yeah no i don't i don't use any notes i don't like to be informed at all um ahead of time and they are audio only for the same reason i don't like to be visually informed of who i'm channeling for or what they look like or their background um, so you can do a 30 minute or a 60 minute session and you can really ask to channel any, any soul from any realm. You can do souls that are here on the planet. You can do souls that are on the other side. I channel animals, um, as I mentioned, trees, Gaia, Mother Earth. You can ask questions that relate to your career and profession or your relationships. Um, we can tune into your spirit guides for advice and specific lists. They like to provide lists of here's, here's what we want you to do. One, two, three, four, five. Um, yeah. And your higher self, a lot of clients come and they they say, I want to hear from my own soul. Yes. Yes to that. 
And I love that. It sounds very efficient. I'm all about efficiency with this stuff. And I don't, you know, yes, some there's a little longer story, but my whole goal and has been with the channel is the how do we get you the things that are make you feel better today? Or you have that in your in your pocket when you're not feeling good. And I love the list. I saw some of your other lists. It's like, here are four things you could do right now, right? And you can write that down. It's real world tools. There's not a lot of um like fluff in between is what I'm saying from what yes. I see from your stuff, which is amazing because it's like, we don't, it, it is a lot of noise, you know, coming down that, like you said, that outer world and like, what are the things I can do to change this right now? So I really appreciate that. Yeah. We make things a lot more complicated than they need to be. Um, I'm wondering if you have anything that you want to kind of end this with today or a meditation or, you know, something that you want to connect with for people for listening to us mm. what i like to guide people in is uh, to connect with their heart um <clears throat> that is a wise organ we've been taught to really only focus on the the brain the mind but actually i i would argue that the heart is our wisest organ so for those that are listening that are not driving and that are in a safe place to just be still and close their eyes and maybe put a hand or two over your heart and connect to your breath. Imagine yourself breathing in through the front of your heart and breathing out through the back of your heart as deeply as feels good to you, nice and slow and easy. And through this place of slowing down, of connecting to your heart, you can ask a question. You can ask an open-ended question of your heart. It will respond to you. Maybe there's someone in your life that needs your attention and love right now. Maybe there's an area or person who you, your heart wants you to forgive. Maybe your heart wants to communicate something of what your body needs for rest, for peace, or relaxation. But if you listen and you take some time and you breathe through your heart space, you will hear and sense and feel. And you can trust that. I find that to be helpful. Thank you for your blessings and your work. Stephanie Banks. Um, you can find her at um, Soul Insight, correct? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. This has been the Liberated Healer, Jeannie Cavalier. And let me know if you have any questions. Find me. You know where to find me. Okay. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks, Gina. Now, goodbye. Podcast.